0: As it turns out, the problem is deeper than we want to believe. The problem is in us. It is an illness, a fatal disease. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Hi, today's word is cardia. In Romans chapter 6, Paul writes, starting in verse 17, "...but thanks be to God that you who were once slaves to sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and have been set free from sin, having become slaves of righteousness." The word I want to pull out here is heart. He says being obedient from the heart. Uh, the word is cardia in the Greek it simply translated means heart and you'll notice cardia from the medical term of the study and treatment of the heart, cardiology. While cardia technically means heart, it refers generally to the inner self. It's someone's thoughts and intentions, their character or conscience. It's the feelings or desire, again, at a heart level. We use the word heart the same way in our vernacular. We say that we love with all our heart, or we mean something from the bottom of our heart. Biblically, this is the center of the person or the seat of the spiritual life. In answer to the question, what is the greatest command, for example, Jesus answers in Matthew chapter 22, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the thing to understand here is these are not necessarily three distinct places in the human body, but rather three different ways we express our single-minded devotion to God. The heart is used to describe almost every aspect of the Christian life throughout Scripture, good, bad, and ugly. For example, in our consciences, God has written His law on our hearts. The kind of obedience God desires, as we read in our text in Romans 6, is obedience from the heart. Similarly, saving faith means much more than mere mental assent to the things of God, but belief from the heart, confessing with our heart that Jesus is Lord. God's standard requires more than just good works. He calls for holy intentions and purity of heart. And as Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, we live to, quote, please God who tests our hearts. But mankind has a heart problem. We have a spiritual case of heart disease, and it's hereditary. It's passed down from our first parents, Adam and Eve. The Bible describes a fatal condition of sin sickness of the heart right at the core of who we are. Sin has compromised our spiritual health. Our natural desires and intentions cannot be trusted, and our hearts have been hardened. We need a heart transplant, in fact. We need new hearts of flesh and the sinfulness cut away, a process that Scripture refers to as the circumcision of the heart. But like many who ignore chest pains and explain away their family's medical history, insisting nothing is wrong and that they are exceptions and their heart is just fine, we, we do the same thing spiritually with our spiritual heart health. We ignore expert advice of our divine cardiologist and insist we're not as bad as God's Word says that we are. We don't do things that really bad people do, after all. But Jesus reminds us that God sees and knows and tests the heart. In his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus essentially performs a spiritual chest x-ray and exposes the internal problem. He says this, You have heard that it is said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Just before this, he describes how having hatred in your heart towards someone is tantamount to murder. In God's eyes, you are a murderer. As it turns out, the problem is deeper than we want to believe. As it turns out, we aren't sinners because we sin. No, the important difference is we sin because we are sinners. The problem is in us. It is an illness, a fatal disease. So it's a good thing that our God is not simply able to properly diagnose the problem, but that he is a skilled heart surgeon as well. Listen to the promise of this new covenant God made all throughout the Old Testament, as seen here by the prophet Ezekiel. He says, I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. This is stated in Ezekiel 11 and chapter 36 as well. It's repeated in Jeremiah 31 and mentioned again in Hebrews 8. This is essentially the work of regeneration, it's the miracle of salvation. The moral reality is this, that our hearts have flatlined. They've stopped completely. The Bible says that we were dead in our trespasses and sin, Ephesians 2, 4, but God, right? Because of God's great love for us, we have Hope, this heart condition of ours, cannot be improved by diet or exercise. Even the defibrillator of good works and trying to be a good person won't do the trick. No, we need, by God's grace, a new heart, a heart of flesh that is sensitive to our sin and one that deeply desires the things of God. And so, Christian, how is your heart health? Do you evaluate sin at a thought level or at a desire level? Can you say what the psalmist in Psalm 119 let the words of my mouth and even the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord? Do we obey God and love our neighbor, quote, from the heart, as in with happy gratitude to God, with genuineness and sincerity? Is there, speaking of sincerity toward man, is there sincerity toward God in our worship that goes beyond saying the right things and doing the right things to a a true intent to desire above all to please Him? The answer to some of these questions might be no, at which point we can at least do this. We can at least, God helping us, go to Him in honest prayer. He wants nothing more than to help us with our new hearts, so go to him in prayer and humbly communicate your weakness and the sinful tendencies that he already is aware of, that he already sees as he tests the heart. He will be found faithful to continue sanctifying and purifying at a heart level our motives, our thoughts, and our desires.